Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference, which runs 6 through 7 April 2016 in Lisbon. I'm Caitlin Searfoss, Associate Conference Producer. We have with us today one of our speakers, Dr. Hubert Smeets, Professor of Clinical Genomics and Mitochondrial Diseases at the Maastricht University Medical Center. Dr. Smeets, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about how NGS has advanced reproductive genetic diagnostics, specifically in terms of mitochondrial disease? Mitochondrial diseases are among the most common inborn errors of metabolism, affecting 1 in 5,000 individuals. About 25% of these are caused by mitochondrial DNA mutations, but the majority is due to mutations in any of the 1,500 nuclear genes involved in mitochondrial function. Until recently, because of the extreme clinical and genetic heterogeneity, establishing a genetic diagnosis based on conventional sequencing was highly cumbersome, allowing a diagnosis in only 25% of the patients. The emergence of next-generation sequencing has changed this completely, and the diagnostic rate has now almost tripled. Uh, finding the mitochondrial DNA defect requires screening of all 37 genes of the mitochondrial genome and determining heteroplasmy levels, as well as the analysis of large mtDNA deletions. Conventional Sanger sequencing was not quantitative and was not able to detect low heteroplasmy levels, nor the large deletions. The application of next-generation sequencing has greatly improved our capabilities for detecting and quantifying mutations across the complete mitochondrial genome within a single assay. Finding the nuclear gene defect relied in the past on sequential Sanger sequencing of nuclear candidate genes, which were selected on clinical and on biochemical features. Development of next-generation sequencing drastically improved the diagnostic workflow, allowing the simultaneous analysis of large groups of mitochondrial genes in a single step. Clearly, this greatly increased the efficiency and speed of the diagnostic analysis, but also reduced the necessity of selecting one or few candidate genes based on the patient's phenotype. Targeted exome sequencing using a gene panel currently allows for the simultaneous analysis of a large group of mitochondrial genes with the possibility to perform an unbiased complete exome analysis as a second step. The latter enables the discovery of novel mitochondrial genes, which afterwards can be included in the gene panel. Given the potential for severe clinical diseases in a child, the ability to prevent transmission of mitochondrial disease using reproductive technology is highly desirable. Based on the underlying genetic defect, these diseases require a different approach regarding reproductive counseling, addressing differences in recurrence risk and reproductive options. Nuclear gene defects segregated in the Mendelian way and prenatal diagnosis or pre-implantation genetic diagnosis is available for these families to prevent the birth of another severely affected child. For the maternally inherited heteroplasmic mitochondrial DNA mutations, the mitochondrial bottleneck is an important phenomenon, defining the mitochondrial DNA mutation load in the offspring with an often high or unpredictable recurrence risk. PGD is currently the best option in those cases. Mitochondrial DNA mutations, however, occur de novo in about 25% of the cases. Then recurrence risk is low and prenatal diagnosis can be offered for reassurance. At this moment, alternative nuclear genome transfer or editing techniques are currently being investigated and might offer additional reproductive options in specific cases of mitochondrial DNAs in the future. You also work on developing novel therapeutics for preventing the transmission of mitochondrial DNA disease. Could you describe some of that work? In preventing the transmission of mitochondrial DNA diseases, but also for treating patients, our approach has been primarily to select from the naturally occurring healthy embryos or cells. For the de novo mutations, as I just said a moment ago, we have demonstrated that the recurrence risk were low and prenatal diagnosis could be offered for reassurance. This is important as mothers of patients with these de novo mutations are often counseled incorrectly with a high recurrence risk based on the high mutation percentage and severe disease in the affected child and a presumed maternal inheritance. But this is incorrect. 
Next, our research has shown that PGD is the best option for heteroplasmic familial neurological DNA mutations. We performed a meta-analysis of all data generated so far and calculated the mitochondrial DNA mutation level of 18% being associated with a 95% or higher chance of being unaffected, irrespective of the point mutation. This has opened up PGD as an option for almost all carriers of heteroplasmic mitochondrial DNA mutations, particularly because all carriers tested so far were able to produce oocytes with mutation loads below this 18% threshold. PGD should, however, be embedded in adequate pre-test case-by-case counseling, considering the uncertainties linked to this risk reduction strategy. Furthermore, a detailed analysis of the PGD data so far provided novel insights into the mechanisms of genetic drift and selection involved in the mitochondrial bottleneck, opening up new opportunities for intervention. What are you most excited to learn about at the upcoming Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference? Well, being a molecular geneticist and seeing in my field the impressive, largely technology-driven developments in establishing a genetic diagnosis far more rapidly and more accurately, I'm excited to learn at the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Meeting how this is being matched by developments in the reproductive domain. Reproduction and genetics constitute a highly fruitful but also explosive marriage, and this meeting is essential to establish a melting pot of physicians, geneticists, embryologists, but also ethicists able to generate the required comprehensive view on all the opportunities and challenges we are facing. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Smeets. Thank you. That was Dr. Hubert Smeets, Professor of Clinical Genomics and Mitochondrial Diseases at the Maastricht University Medical Center. He'll be speaking at the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference, which runs 6 through 7 April 2016 in Lisbon. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to MolecularDXEurope.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Caitlin Sirfoss. Thank you for listening.